Welcome to Sweaty Time Pro Wrestling, the podcast of which you are listening to right the freak now. I am a co-host and my name is Sean and I say hello to you. Hello, I'm James and whoop whoop to all the ninjas listening, tuning in. Wonderful. Hello, ninjas. That's yes. something Sh- Shampiro said today. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. I watched the episode. I missed that and I feel terrible. Oh, yeah. I missed the ninja call out. Uh huh. He said whoop whoop to all the ninjas tuning in. That's awful. Especially whoop, whoop. I watched this episode in my face paint, feeling ever so alone. But I loved this episode. Uh-huh. Before we even break into it, lo- oh, this yeah, might because be... we mm-hmm. need. 50 minutes. Once we get to the 50-minute mark on the recording, I'm saying Hollywood handbook style. Bye. Of course. We got a very busy boy in the name of James today, so we're going to keep it short and sweet. This is the podcast of which we are breaking down episode by episode Lucha Underground from the El Rey Network. We are on episode 21 of season one, Uno Dos Tres. And this might be my favorite episode so far. I just understand why it was called that. Uh-huh, the debut of the trio's titles. No. And so many other things. We'll get into real qu- Oh my gosh. We will we are talking about the episode, I promise, but James just zoomed in on his own face with a little remote control. And yeah. congratulations, the robots won. And by robots, I mean the Marshland. Nice jawline, baby. Oh hello guys. <laughs> James, we have a hard 50 minutes, but I do need to spend at least 30 seconds playing with my sweet camera remote. It is a sweet camera remote. It is, and it can also zoom in fast and slow, you know? Ooh-wee, just like sex, oh, which I've yes. heard is pretty cool. I truly don't know if you've ever had sex Yo, and your sexuality. Sex. I wouldn't worry about any of that. I know you're doing this as a bit, but the bit has become like, oh, I think Sean is this. Well, what I am is in love with the new recap. Recap recap this week, I will never reveal. You will never get it from me. The recap this week was interesting as hell to me. It felt different. It felt somehow even more just beautiful. Listen, I'm a big recap guy, but the way they broke down the crew and uh, Big Rick's breakdown with that little Dario Cueto quote, he's like, bring to ferocity to the sacred ground, which is like, oh, yeah, that's what he wanted from the crew. But Big Rick fucking murdered them instead. Sean, this might be why you're not in a relationship, because when you Netflix and chill, you're binging a series and every time the recap comes on, the other person's like, oh, yeah, skip this. And you're like, no, man, I'm I'm like a recap Randall over here. Listen, I wasn't a recap Randall before Lucha Underground. Okay, And I was even I was even watching it this week. Like, we'll probably skip the recap and a bunch of other stuff because we got a sharp time limit. But... (gasps) I will say the way they covered the Big Rick Cueto crew angle in this recap, I might have enjoyed more than the actual angle. Okay. Like it was a good angle. Don't get me wrong. It's just something about the way they recapped it this week. It was a little <laughs> obtuse, if you ask me. Yo, I got a big obtuse, which is what I call a boner for it, if you ask me. I was, you know, referencing different sorts of angles. Oh, that's clever. I just talked about my boner. Yeah, I was <laughs> hoping you'd say, oh, well, well, I like the right sort of angles. Oh, yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> Instead, I talked about my boner. Yeah, that why is, not? This is the podcast, baby. <laughs> uh, we'll cut to Cueto's office day, which we don't see a lot of. Interesting, this is, is a daytime shot of the office. Real quick, what's your boner angle? <laughs> Right now? Okay, so I'm still thinking about the re- the recap. So I'm going to give it a strong 45 because we have so much episode to get to. Okay. But I'm hot. I'm hot off the bat. I'm getting ready for it. Mine's zero degrees. It just shoots straight out. You're so... Wait, like when you have a boner yeah. or your boner right now? Okay. I thought you meant you had a... Okay. Interesting. Yeah, it's perpendicular with my body. Oh, well, that's... Okay, that's a normal... See, I'm thinking of it when you're lying down, which, like, if it was zero degrees on a lie down... Oh, no, it's 90 degrees then. Damn. Okay, now I can properly picture your penis, as can all of our listeners. This 90-degree boner (laughs) is made possible with 98-degree blood pumping through it. 
Oh, man, I wish I could name a single 98 Degrees song, because that would get me hard. Say Nick Lachey on whatever reality show he's producing these days. Oh, I don't want to. I don't okay. know well enough. Yeah, yeah. What I'd rather talk about is this: uh, is uh, Dario Cueto sitting in an office, seeing the ghost of Big Rick. Except he's <gasps> no ghost at all. He survived the crew. He survived the hit that was called upon him, and he has brought in new affiliates. Yes. Which we've talked about. They've been popping up in the dark matches. The Luchador Kill Shot, also known as Swerve Strickland, and cousin the Mac or Willie Mac. Awesome dudes. Phenomenal wrestlers. Uh, they've been wrestling. I think Willie Mack was 2006 debut. Uh, Swerve came out in 2011. So they've been around a lot of the, a lot of Northeast territory, which is interesting for them coming coming very SoCal and wrestling a brand. Ah, it's so excited. I'm so excited for these two two young wonderful athletes. I cannot wait to see what they do to this roster. It's a real good kill shot. Hell yeah. Big Rick asks uh, Cueto about the hit. Cueto denies and says, hey, maybe you guys would like to enter my tournament and not murder me. I'm going to crown a new trios champion. It's going to be real cool. They agree with the inclusion of a stack of cash for each of them at the behest of Big Rick. It's interesting seeing Big Rick kind of like go back into now that he's dealt with the hit and the crew. He's like all business again. He's truly saying, I don't want your handshake unless that hand is full of cash. Absolutely. Like, Business Rick is awesome. I fucking love this guy. I love this trio. I did scream boo at first because I really mm. wanted him to team up with Sexy Star. But mm. after seeing Killshot specifically wrestle, oh, yeah. man. Yeah. And yo, I've seen, man, I love Willie. Maybe it's just because uh, Swerve is on TV right now. And I think Mac is signed to MLW, uh, which doesn't get a TV deal. They, you know, he's still signed. He's still, they're, they're both making money, but both of them, all three of them, it's a, that's a, it's a great fucking, spoilers, they're an awesome trio. Mm -hmm. We got a new band. They did not name, and I will get that name for you next week, dear listeners. It's Sergio something. Sergio. Okay. I like him. He's pretty cool. Vampiro shows us what grabbing looks like at the desk before we go to our first match of the night and Helico versus Johnny Mundo. Ooh. Yo, this, dude, I forget. So, and I mentioned on this podcast before, at this time, I was such a John Morrison fan, such a Johnny Mundo fan. When he showed up in Lucha Underground, I was so happy he was wrestling on my TV again. And I feel like I forget how much of a fan I am of this guy until I just watch him wrestle. And this, oh, so initial thoughts, whoa. I would also like to say, Sean does not own a TV. Please say your computer monitor. No, man, I'll lie all the time. No. My big screen cathode ray TV of which I play Super Smash Brothers for my Nintendo 64. Because I'm like, hey, you want to borrow <laughs> this DVD? And he's like, I don't own a DVD player. No, I don't say it like that. It's a lot sadder. It's, well, I don't own a DVD player, mister. Uh, what, could I have some more porridge? How can I watch Brigsby Bear, James, <laughs> if I don't own a DVD player? Guys, watch Brigsby Bear. Nicole and Guys, I watched it Friday. Holy watch, shit. Watch Brigsby Bear. Um, it's a, this match that they set up is a competitive match. No no storyline attached, but this is kind of a new season. They're, they want to set up. Uh, they're fighting for their position on the card, pretty much. Mm -hmm. And yo, everything about this match. Something John Hennigan talks about uh, in interviews a lot of times is what he wants to do stylistically is to create a style that is an influence of things, including wrestling, but outside wrestling. Who is John Hennigan? I'm so sorry. Uh, Johnny Mundo. Okay, all right. Also known as John Hennigan. Sorry, I'm running through it. I got, thank you for, thank you for keeping me honest. But something he talks about, he talks a lot about bringing in the styles, which I love. I think especially, it's huge on comedy, huge on anything. You don't want to be so wrapped up in your passion that you sort of, you become just that thing instead of being a full person. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he's been very dedicated. He talked a lot about in, on interviews about how he w likes to bring in his parkour training, um, which they put over on commentary. And especially his kung fu film studies. He was a film major and he's a big Jackie Chan guy, big kung fu buff. And he, how he always wanted to implement that into his professional wrestling. And this match... I think defined, I, he succeeds in that goal so well of creating that style that is beyond wrestling. You know, it is so many other things. And he's just like Jackie Chan, hardcore chauvinist. Wait, what? 
There's rumors Aww. that Jackie Chan's of like la- too much of a ladies' man. <laughs> Can I tell you? I honestly I didn't know that. And when writing the notes this week, I was in such an internal debate of do I just name drop kung fu films or do I name drop direct Jackie Chan? I spent such a long time debating whether or not to drop Jackie Chan, and I did, and I instantly regret it. Real I'm, quick, there yeah. a director worked with Jackie Chan and hated every minute of it because Jackie Chan is so elevated he wants to be a perfectionist so much so mm-hmm. that he can be difficult to work with which might be why he directs himself now but yeah the gene kelly effect because of that he ended up making a movie that was clearly parroting jackie chan <laughs> and it was just a straight up fuck you movie towards wow. this man was it good I I think, like, it's a good movie and people debate on, like, are these things true? The chauvinistic or uh, let's not say chauvinistic, even though people have thrown that word around. He Mm. is a poon hound. He wants to fuck. (laughs) Yes, of course. Like, he's Jackie Chan, of course, if he can, like Tiger Woods style. He's going to. Until I heard about this, I wanted to fuck Jackie Chan. Yeah. And now I'm like, I gotta, I don't know. I can't, I'm, I'm reconsidering it. But we'll call it the Kung Fu film influence. Or the Jackie Chan. Or we can talk, or the chauvinist Jackie Chan. Possible chauvinist, alleged chauvinist Jackie For Chan. For sure, Poonhound Jackie Chan. Mm-hmm. But I'm curious, did you see, I wrote that down like immediately, almost as soon as the match starts. If you saw some of that kung fu, not traditionally wrestling influences. No, I was just seeing, you know, his normal parkour stuff. That's about it. It was a very cool. It was a great parkour from both men. But if you look at Jackie Chan films, you can Mm. see not only him flirting with women, but him running up walls. That's parkour. Yes. That's true. Exactly. Yes. I don't. Johnny did not flirt with any women this week. And Helico has been flirting with women, though. Oh, uh, yeah. for the past couple of weeks. So, you know what? It still applies. Yeah. It's a very Jackie Chan influenced match. <laughs> um, and I love it. Right as the bell rings, Mundo, no strikes. He's wrestling down at Helico. And he is. You see the experience as he's like putting him in holds, putting him in locks until Angelico lands the first sidekick to the chest. Mm hmm. And I've never seen a man so angry at surprise as Johnny eating that first kick. I'll say this match, you can look it up online. Everyone knows this is now almost a 10-year-old match. Johnny Mundo wins, but in my eyes, he he did not. And Helico won because he got over so hard. And that's what Johnny Mundo's here to do. Even with him winning, you don't you're like, oh, I'm surprised he won because the other person was doing so fucking good. And he's been doing that since he got here. Johnny has been elevating anyone he gets into a pro into a program or mm-hmm. an angle or even just a one-off match. Yeah. Johnny makes everyone look so good. So good. Uh, mm. One criticism on Angelico and all wrestlers with longer hair, everyone needs to cut bangs just so okay. hair is always out of your eyes. You're not flipping it around. You don't have to tie it up. Women, men, wow. non-binary. Wow. I want everyone with bangs that go to like mid-forehead. The emo kids are livid with you right now, Uh -uh. and I don't know if you're going to survive the emo backlash. I already am not allowed (laughs) into hot topics. Okay, good. Then you know what? You you, you just keep on on course. Their first strike exchange. So yeah, Johnny's wrestling until he gets kicked in the chest. So pissy, so angry, they go into this, this strike exchange that... And includes a Dragon Ball Z series of ducks and weaves and ends with Vampiro demanding Stryker give them a standing ovation. (laughs) It's I can't put over how unique their entire it's just so I I, I don't know if I've ever seen a wrestling match with this type of it's strike based storytelling. Mm hmm. But as opposed to, James, I wanted to ask you, because uh, I don't want to get too into my own deep nerd head. Are you familiar with the idea of like a chop, a wrestling chop battle 
or back and forth. Where you slap a chest and it keeps going? Yeah. Yes. The f- famous examples are like Kobashi and Sasaki in Noah in 2005. They do that for like a full five minutes Ugh. and the crowd is on fire. It's a different style. Or in uh, mixed martial arts, the pride fight between Fry and Takayama, where they just, it's like, it's pride. It's an actual martial arts, but the crowd was very dead. So they just go up to each other. It's like, hey, let's just fucking wail on each other. And zero technique, zero sort of dodging. They just punch each other in the head as hard as they fucking can. It's, it's a lot of people's top, at least top five greatest fights of all time. That's a classic, and like I feel like enrooted in professional wrestling. This, I stand up, I absorb your blow, I, re, I give my own, back and forth, back and forth. This is so not that, mm-hmm. and I love it. It's all about, A, the kicks and the strikes, but also, just as much, the defensive footwork and the dodging that you don't see in those. It's about resilience in strikes in the, you know, other, in the normal, the classic strike exchange this is all like positioning and how how best to dodge the attacks and it looks like it looks it it feels like a kung fu film Mm -hmm. uh and a wrestling match and an anime it's awesome i will say on the jackie chan of it all you were saying he's not flirting with anyone i for i forgot this is the match when johnny climbs up and goes into the crowd there is a woman just maybe two rows back she is so giddy by the idea john (laughs) moon johnny mundo john morrison nitro style is so close to her she's like oh my god oh my god that was me I was, I am that fan. I am like, because like, going back to the cage match, like shout out to Angelico, who, who absolutely delivers and like definitely keeps up with him. But the way this match is also structured, if you're like a big story nerd, I think this match has something for you. If you're, if you're, if you're a big Kung Fu nerd, like li- this match has something for you. If you're just, uh, if you're like, this match has something for so many different people who aren't just wrestling fans. This story's so good, might as well call it the bookmobile. Yeah, this and the bookmobile. The fact that so the the second act starts outside the ring, and they are just use jumping off of everything and just trying to find a good way to jump off something wild and land their kicks. It's like I, I I've never seen the story told through flying kicks like this, and I'm on my feet. If I booked wrestling, you know how they'll they'll do, oh, we're in a big old bay, a bale of hay that's on a tractor being pulled. That was on one of those shitty WWE matches. I <laughs> okay. would, and you, oh, we're going to go out and like, we'll be on monster trucks, you know, that shitty WCW match. I shitty. would. Uh, <laughs> uh, shut up. Shut up, sir. Yo, I'm a giant guy. What can I say? I would book a match in a bookmobile, and it's just Hell two yeah. dudes hitting each other with books, but it also promotes Ugh. reading. Absolutely. That was the problem with that WC, that shitty WCW King of the Road bunk, uh, bunkhouse bur- barn birder match, where they're fighting on the back of a pickup truck covered in hay, but not a book to be seen. Zero books. Um... But God, if you're if you're in, if you're into this one, they booked a match for greatness transitions. Johnny's positioning makes up for his less than long legs when he just roundhouse around the body of Angelico and catches him in the head to set up for a shining wizard. And like by that point, Angelico is always kind of fighting from underneath, but he's still fighting. He goes into a four pin exchange before double stopping his way out of a fifth to kind of get advantage, but he's. It's an advantage of a double down. Like, he's still... He got Shining Wizard in the head real hard. Mm -hmm. Eventually, Johnny blocks a Frankensteiner with a top rope powerbomb, hits his Findamundo for the three at seven minutes, 45 seconds. Uh, Wow. Mm -hmm. I feel bad. I always... This match might be one of the big reasons this is my favorite episode so far. This is insane. Yeah, real good. Love it. I had one quote from Vampiro. He asked Stryker, have you had a lot of espresso? Are you just on fire? (laughs) He's loving this also so much so that generally he doesn't, he backs away and talks shit on Mundo, but he's like, man, I'm loving this. 
Yeah, he ha- he demands Stryker get on his feet. He says, you you son of a bitch, stand yeah. up for these two men because they're killing. And they're killing it in such a unique way. Yeah. Like, this is one of the things I've we talked about. I feel bad that this is your first wrestling because I don't know if anything will top it. It won't. This is it's, it's truly the most, if, if you have friends that are like, what is wrestling about? This is one of the examples because it's so different, but it's so accessible, I think. We'll have to start getting niche with it of, mm-hmm. hey, what does James like? He likes campy bullshit. Okay, glow. He likes mm-hmm. kaiju shit, battle kaiju. He likes pornography. Okay, there's probably <laughs> some wrestling promotion. We'll watch uh, uh, what's the those All ladies. Which ones? There are actually a lot of them. We'll do one of those that no one okay. enjoys the wrestling on. There's actually, man, I, we can't get into it. Uh, and I, I also need to look up the name. But foreshadowing last episode, Sean. Yeah, You were James. like, oh, I, there wasn't enough story. I need to know what happened to Black Widow Lotus, whatever her name is. Lotus. Well, guess what? We do. That was a positive way of bringing this up, but that's true. I was very excited that we get just something, just so I know what's going on with Black Lotus. We get lots of backstage stuff today. Lots of backstage stuff today. She gives a little bit of a recap while she's writing in her diary. It's been one month since she's broken into Dario's prison of Matanza and was rescued via kidnapping. Matanza, famously the man who destroyed everything she loved. The kidnapping, as we find out, is from El Dragon Azteca, a descendant of one of the original Aztec tribes, and uh, was there the day Matanza killed everyone she loved. Do you think Black Lotus has Stockholms? I mean, it's <laughs> for a reminder for everyone. She broke into the prison. She stole the key. She broke into the prison. She found Matanza, and then she was bagged from behind, tied up, taped up, and shoved in the back of a car. I'll say Um. I love this training sequence when it's just them in silhouette, just training to psychedelic surf rock. It reminds me a lot of, you know, a James Bond of the era from like 60s and 70s. But also for some weird reason, it was giving off Godzilla versus Gigan vibes. I believe that. Oh, no. Godzilla versus Hydra. Hedorah. Sorry. Okay. That that movie is so psychedelic, dripping. Check it out. Hell it's yeah. great. And probably a lot of of the time luchador movies, I bet, were using heavy surf rock. Sure. I wrote Kill Bill But Red. Oh, yeah. With the heavy red lighting, but so fun. Yes, Dragon Azteca is here to teach her the art of Lucha Libre so that she may properly avenge her parents' death and destroy the monster behind the bars. I'm pumped for this. I hope they become a tag team mm-hmm. and they're just rocking through shit. Me too. I I hope for everything. Like, it's, it's really setting me up at this point that, like, as long as it's not the worst shit in the world, I'm so on board. Are you familiar with either of these wrestlers outside of this? No, I don't think... I didn't look up at El Dragon Azteca. Okay. Um, but Black Lotus is not a wrestler. She is an actor. Oh. Yeah. I, I, I believe. I could be wrong, but I believe she's primarily an actor. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so is The Rock now, you know? But he knows how to wrestle. <laughs> That's also true. That's <laughs> <laughs> also true. Watch Young Rock, guys. I'm finished with it now. Yeah. And watch out when you get into the temple locker room, because you never know who's hanging out by the mirror. Post-match, Sweaty Johnny is slow-clapped congratulated by Alberto, whom we initially only see in, like, the scuffiest mirror ever. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll see the back of his head, we'll see the, his shoulder, but anytime they want to show his face, they show his face in this cum-drenched mirror. Just, this mirror has been through the jar with the My Little Pony, okay? Oh, yeah. It's, it's a nasty mirror. But he's slow-clapping him, he said, great match. We finally get a shot of Alberto's face... When Johnny, accepting Alberto's handshake, calls him out for only fighting guys he's already beat. Yeah, Johnny heating on him. In such that, man, it's such like a cool way of like, hey man, thanks for congratulating me. When are you going to stop being such a bitch? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, it's so fucking neat. And then there's a long tension, like a super long silence uh, that Johnny finally breaks by saying, JK, I'm just kidding with you. I'm just having fun. I'm just goofing on you. Alberto says, yeah, I forgot Johnny's sense of humor. In fact, I forgot about you. 
I thought you quit wrestling. Johnny tells Alberto he must have remembered after seeing Johnny become the face of Lucha Underground, the place where you work now. Hell yeah. Alberto says exactly. It is dripping with tension. I, a lot of people love to go to wrestling shows and chant kiss at the wrestlers because it's this whole, we used to do it for my porch in college, fight or kiss, fight or kiss. Where, like, people would be coming back from the bars and we want to see people either fight or kiss. Mm-hmm. I don't know, because you because the tension is there. And, yo, like, this is the most fight or kiss energy. Like, it, it's... Did I say dripping? Because it is a dripping. I could see a drag queen saying this, which, hey, please steal this. All tension is sexual. That's a great line. Someone use that, please. Oh, and I stand. I do stand corrected. Uh, she is an actor and a wrestler. She is a The Rock. Oh hell yes! I can't wait mm. till we get Young Black Lotus. <laughs> About damn time, you cowards! Uh-huh. Oh yeah, she worked as, or she worked as Savannah in the new ECW as a backstage interviewer. Okay, so wrestling adjacent. ECW, <laughs> the real ECW. Yeah, of course. I love WWE ECW. It's the only one that counts. Yeah. Get out of here, well, Sandman. Oh, yeah. Oh, we get barely legal. Get out of here. What we want is a December to dismember. It Well done. It is their only pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the best one. <laughs> because it is their only one. Yes. Uh, we go back. We go to Cueto's office after the dripping bathroom where Dario offers Sexy Star a spot in the trio's tournament. But her partners are still on the shelf, being Pimpinella, Escarlata, and uh, Mascarita Sangrata. They're still held up in injury ward, so Dario has arranged two new partners that she has worked with before in Mexico, Superfly and the controversial Pentagon Jr., Hell yeah, baby. This, what, what what works better? Sexy Fly Jr. or Superstar Jr.? What about Super Sexy Pentagon? What about that? Uh, yeah, I guess we could use that. We could also use Super Sexy Jr. Or we could also use Super Sexy Guy Who Doesn't Want to Be Here Because He's a Pissy Little Asshole. Ooh, he but gonna we'll get, get you. To that. Oh, he gonna get you, but not before this... Fourth match in the best of five series between Drago and Aerostar. This is because it's two to one out of five. This is just like the NHL playoffs. Yeah, this is just like. Wait, right now? Playoffs are right now? No, Stryker says that. Oh, I don't listen to Mad Striker anymore. And I'm like, this is baffling. Why did he choose the NHL? Because he sucks and is a fool. Is he from Although Canada? Sometimes he's awesome. No, he's from uh, like uh, Long Island area. Okay, okay. You want to know what? That's you're Canada adjacent over there. You guys love hockey, the Rangers. I think. I mean, he'd be an Islanders guy probably. All right, but the Islanders also sucks. So we probably would have flipped to the Rangers. All right, the turncoat. It, are the uh, Rangers New York as well? Yes. All right. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of yeah. the Rangers are to the Yankees as the Islanders are to the Mets. All right. As far as geographically speaking, I think. I'm a Red Wings guy, of course, because I have Let sex know. on my period. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say because you're a big Tim Allen guy, but you know what? That's better. <laughs> Yours was better. Vampiro breaks down a technic- what a Technico is driven by sportsmanship. Before we get into this Technico v. Technico match, again, the winner of the best of five series gets something. We'll find out later. We open up with an awkward body scissors that drags Drago down by the arm, which is one of those like like awkward and ugly, but in a very like realistic opening contest sort of way. Mm-hmm. We're like, yeah, you're not tired enough for me to land my really my really. Uh, complicated moves i'm gonna have to be a little i'm gonna have to like kind of force you down he gets his first count but drago's super kick to aerostar's mush levels the playing field and it's a lot of is drago's strong style kicks and vicious slams against aerostar's springboard mastery and liquid body movements i'm glad this match was very colorful looking and fun because it's like well we know who's gonna win yes but there is some, not just, we you know, colorful and fun, but also advancement in the story. Oh, yeah. Specifically of Drago. How it ends as well is yeah. a little different than the others. 
Well, and the way it goes, Vampiro calls it out. There's a lot of times Aerostar ends up getting dumped to the outside, and Aerostar is doing what Aerostar has been doing the past three matches. Beautiful float overs, really complicated, like, top rope maneuvers, running running on the top rope, using the springboards. What do you expect a really clean high flyer to do? Where Drago is kicking the shit out, literally just kicking him as hard as he can, and then just throwing him on the worst way possible on his head. And, and yeah, Vampiro calls it out where Drago is normally, Drago's been a big fan of Topes and Suicida's dives to the outside. He doesn't do one of those mm-hmm. this, the entire match. In fact, he lets Aerostar get back into the ring to be, quote, kicked to death. That's, and you see like Drago adjust, like to see Drago adjusting his fight style to use kick kicks of death and uh, another vampiro quote i hate you moves no oh, yeah, yeah, yeah really mean power <laughs> yeah. grapples but and it, it shows off such a different side of drago and that that is the the darkness the uh, infierno side of drago of like you know what yeah the dives are pretty and they look really good but what if i give you five seconds and then i just boot you in the fucking skull mm-hmm and then I just bully the shit out of you in a sportsmanship way. He is still a technico, but adju- but seeing him adjust his style, like I can't keep up because really, who can keep up with Aerostar in the sky? Yeah, he's Peach in melee. You know, he's got the aerials. He's all uh, that's his name. He's an Aerostar. Absolutely. And seeing Drago learn, especially in this match, I got to bring him down here. He's used to fighting up there. But what if I just punish him? Just dirty fucking infierno filth florin filth strong style wrestling it's like playing knuckles in sonic 2 when you plug in sonic 2 on top of sonic and knuckles absolutely knuckles can do some awesome things but if you're playing him like sonic you won't be as successful no you just get up real high then coast as long as you can and then the level's done oh wait who's who's knuckles in this uh comparison knuckles is aerostar because he can fly Okay, then, uh, yeah, and and Drago, maybe who, this was his first, is blue, first of all, yes. and maybe his first game was Knuckles and Sonic, so he started playing as Knuckles, and now he has to learn how to play as Sonic. It is a different style, but it, oh, it's so rewarding when it pays off. Also, Drago is frequently pregnant. What now? Come on. <laughs> like Sonic. Now what now? Come on. Yeah, no, I got it. We've all we've all played Sonic Dreams. We've all had an awakening to various a shouts out to DeviantArt. Drago hits his one top rope move. And again, this man before this week was a flyer. Mm-hmm. He would be considered a flying luchador. He hits one top rope move, corkscrew crossbody into the backdrop, into tight crucifix pin for the win at 4 minutes, 28 seconds. And I, lo- I love it. I love it so much. Post-match, Drago offers the hand, as they've done every time. Arrow accepts the handshake, but pulls Drago in real mean. And they have a few real choice words for each other. The sportsmanship is cracking in the name of competition. I mean, it's still sportsmanship, but now it's leaning more towards an MMA promo opposed to like, hey, w- let's go play some baseball. In a way, in another way, I would say Aerostar character is all, you know, all kayfabe, I think was really pissed he lost that the way he lost that. Yeah. The way Drago adjusted his style to really neutralize Aerostar style, I think frustrated him a lot. It's like when your friend, maybe in Super Smash or something, you learn what they always, it's your friend who always wins, and then you learn a maneuver that completely eliminates all of their bullshit and see how pissed they get. Yeah, man. What do you mean that? What do you mean my corner strike, my corner down punch doesn't work anymore? Mm -hmm. Ah, curse you to hell. Uh, we cut to Cueto's office after this, and Dario is disappointed in Son of Havoc, Ivelisse, and Angelico. As singles. As singles, because Angelico lost tonight. Son of Havoc lost every match except for his two matches with Angelico. And Ivelisse got dumped by a guy like Son of Havoc. <laughs> that man sucks. I can't <laughs> believe that's his real voice. It's, I don't know if it is. Is it, do, do we have confirmation that it is? I feel like it's getting dropped a little bit. Maybe. We, we need to figure this out. Yeah. Um, 
But their singles careers, which apparently include dating Son of Havoc, uh-huh. sucks. So now you are a trios team. Ooh. Like, no, I don't want to be a trios team. I, I don't like you, and I don't like you. I especially don't like you. And Dario's like, everyone, shut up. Get ready. Get on the same page. Because your opponents will be anything but embarrassing in the ring. Oh. And then right before they leave, Son of Havoc makes sure that Dario knows that, for the record, he dumped her. This was super funny. I liked uh, embarrassing the ring made me audibly go, ooh, that's just such a mean way of putting it. Yeah, your opponents are not pieces of shit embarrassments. Mm-hmm. Even Chavo has a couple of wins under his belt. How dare you three? Hey, you want to know what? I'm done talking shit on Chavo. He does great work on Young Rock. Check it out now, <laughs> streaming Peacock. Are you are you being sponsored by Peacock? I wish. That's it is. Ju- I'm only being sponsored by the wrestling coordinator section <laughs> of Young Rock, now streaming on Peacock. Yes, I am officially sponsored by Chavo and his team. I'm going to shit in your bag, James. No. Nothing personal. I have to. Please uh, don't. We go into our main event, uh, the trios tournament. First round, Big Rick, Killshock, and the Mac. Versus Sexy Star, Superfly, and Pentagon Jr. Man, how Big Rick was coming down to a sporting event smoking a cigar. That's not good, Sean. No, no, but it is if you're Big Rick because he's cool. Or if you're like Babyface Finster from the Looney Tunes. Wait, which one is... Oh, he's the... Okay, I remember who Babyface Finster is. Sean, I think you have... A, like, noise suppression on specifically Stryker this episode because he says that. I fucking hate this guy so much. I have one Stryker line written down because it sucks. And he goes, oh, well, it's a cartoon reference. I'm sorry you didn't get that, Vampiro. (laughs) Do you think Vampiro might just have been a big Hanna-Barbera guy so he wasn't real up on his Looney Tunes? I hope so. Me too. Me too. Shouts out to Quick Draw. Yeah, the first trio, Big Rick, Killshot, Mac, they all enter together. They are a tight unit. Sexy Star and Superfly enter together. However, Pentagon enters alone. And Penta as hell. Uh, before the match, he gets a microphone and he makes a little prayer. He prays to the master that despite his weak partners, he will bring back the trio's titles. Penta, you, you pissy little bitch. I love you so much. Sarah for life. Well, he, so Pentagon speaking full Spanish and says something along the lines of like, hey, these two suck ass. I'm going to bring single handedly this trio's belt. I'm going to wear all of them. And when he says like these two suck ass again in full Spanish, a mm-hmm. man who sounds like he's from Minnesota in the crowd says, hey, come on now. <laughs> and then throughout this entire match, that same man uh, in the right side of my headphones, when mm-hmm. s- sexy is just being chopped on, he yeah, says, yeah. that's not right, man. And then yep. <laughs> later on to Pentagon, when he's about to like break someone's arm, goes, hey, come on, Pentagon. <laughs> I also listen, I didn't hear a single ounce of striker commentary. I did I do have all of that guy's hell yeah. Minnesota guy is a legend. And I'll and I and you know what? I agree with them. Pentagon is a he's being a little pissy in this. And they probably shouldn't chop sexy star uh right between the teats. Maybe I mean no, actually to be shouts out to kill shot, because he did land that chop perfectly. Mm-hmm. And I'll love oh, it was so good. Uh, but yeah, Minnesota guy. <laughs> uh, but as they're talking, Vampiro starts explaining the difference between trios and triple matches and the history of that. And I love this about Vampiro. You think he's just this weird goofball, but his knowledge. Which he is. Yes, he is. But his <laughs> knowledge is so vast. It's like when I went on the ROM complex and at the end, I just like said this very after just being a maniac weirdo i was like Mm -hmm. oh hey here's like very poignant relationship advice 
Oh my gosh, we get it. You were on the rom complex and I was not. It's fine. I'm over it. <laughs> uh, but. but for true, and and I mean, and to be fair, Stryker, when he doesn't say things like Big Rick, the quote one-eyed Terry Crews, which is like I that that what does that mean? Why would why why? Brooklyn Nine-Nine was super popular right now. Shout out to Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's a great show. Maybe it was. Uh, I don't know. But when he's not, but but like he's, Stryker also being very informative, and I think not so much, not as much in the history, but very much like understanding. Like he's the one that explains why Angelico and Mundo are fighting. That this is a competitive, this is a competitive match to determine placement of the card. This is, you know, so not because not every match needs to be a ten-month build storyline. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's sometimes it's just a competition. This is a this is this is a sports show. And like, and I love that. I love both of these guys when they're not being creepy goofballs. Yeah. Yeah. This match is fun. But he mm-hmm. explains it as trios were invented around 100 years ago when wrestling in Mexico and South America yeah, was... Yeah, he calls out CMLL. ...saying there wasn't enough work or enough matches for all the wrestlers. So instead they're like, Hey, let's do trio matches, six men matches, tag team style. So everyone has work And to that. I say, sounds a bit like socialism. If you ask me, <laughs> I mean, wait till you hear how new Japan will use their uh, multi-man matches where it's a big, the big thing is so they, so that their main event stars can go 30 minutes, 45 minutes and do just crazy athletic, dangerous things because they're not wrestling in a lot of singles. It's usually, you know, you throw more, bo- more bodies at it, you take less bumps, mm-hmm. and that's socialism, baby. Yeah, yeah. But you also get like, there, there is a style to trios. In AEW, they just debut their trios titles, and we're seeing, you know, we got done with the best of seven series between the Elite and Death Triangle. And it was, there is such a high octane. Fast and Furious 7 vibe to trios matches that you really don't get in any other form with just so many bodies. On that death triangle, what are the boner angles looking like? Well, death triangle is Pac, Ray Phoenix, a.k.a. Phoenix, and Penta, a.k.a. Pentagon Jr. Whoa! So those built... Every all those boner angles way up in my book, top Ooh, of the yeah. top of the charts. Strong angles. I love me some Phoenix and Penta, even if he's a pissy little bitch here. Okay, I I have one main note for this match, and it's when our super sexy junior, whatever we're calling them, they finally get the upper hand, and they and Pentagon's like, okay, I'll work with you guys a little bit, and they set up this Marvel Ultimate Alliance style combo of yeah. Sexy running at him, then her being hoisted up so high to get kill shot, I believe, who is sitting yes. on the top ropes. She is like on his shoulders now and thwips him down to which Frank, uh, Frankensteiner. Hell yeah. And then uh, Superfly comes and does some cool, cool, crazy shit too. beautiful frog splash. It is an awesome and it's and it's such is an awesome sequence that is set up so beautifully because that is the first time. They work together as a trio, which you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Like before that, it's Pentagon being real pissy, not really taking tags. The one time he does throw his hand out to get tagged in, Sexy Star denies him, and they finally get it all together. They put together that beautiful sequence, and Big Rick breaks it up at one. It's a one count before Big Rick just clubbers the shit out of Superfly going for this pin. Should have been disqualified. Uh, wait, why? He's in the match. What? He wasn't tagged in, though. Trios also operate, specifically Mexican trio matches, they're a little looser with their tag rules. No. And a lot of times you be, no, the, no, this is, this is accurate. And uh-uh. I wanted to talk about this. I'm not going so ha- to, I'm not going to have it. And you're being a little, just to expand your mind, if you're only familiar with American style wrestling, this is a difference in trios matches where if everyone else is on the outside and you're the only member of your team in the ring, you assume the legal participant, which is cool. And it's one of those things that lets the matches be as high paced and as like, like go, go, go as trio matches are known to do as which, you know, which we see in this match. 
I don't even like it in triples matches when someone gets tagged in and there's two people and they do a maneuver together. I don't like that either. Tag team moves? Yeah, I don't like that. You don't like tag team moves? Uh-uh, because that person should be outside of the ring. He has a five count. No, uh-uh. Then one, two, three, four, five, get out of here. Oh, my. Mm. Make me a referee, okay? I'm so upset because there are actual, I'm going to put big quotes, fans who are like that. And it's like, I get it if you like a real slowed down, grindy style match. But like, also, there are people out here who love the trio styles, who love fast paced action. And let us have fun. Let us have fun. Let us have fun, you grumpy Grumpy Gus. Okay, here's what we need. In the day and what age... What you need. What you no, need, no, what, sir. No, I think everyone would b- benefit from this. Keep it as okay. is. However... If this turns into a Dominator pitch, I'm no. going to be so upset. This is a for okay. real thing. In okay. a day and age when the NFL can just put... As if it's painted on the the field, all these markers that are done digitally, I want something done digitally so I know who is the like live person, who is the current people tagged, because now I'm like, well, who can pin who right now? That's pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. And again, I think you could do that, I, but it is important, I think, if you're a newer watcher. To trios matches because we don't have we never had really trios divisions in America. WWE never ran those. WCW never ran those. I think ROH ha- ROH does, but ROH technically just a super indie. Mm-hmm. So to understand that that side of the rules that like the tags the legal participant doesn't always need a tag, and you could do but you could also do that. That would the digital sort of like marker on the side could also keep track of that of yeah. like oh it looks like Mac and Big Rick are taking on the outside. Killshot is the only man standing, therefore he is the legal participant. Okay, just keeping us on track on that would yes. be pretty neat. Yeah, uh, I, I want it like the Sims. How when you have the Sims selected, it has that little diamond above them. I just want to see Big Rick pee his pants. Oh, Sim style. Hell yeah! But baby. we got to start wrapping up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a beautiful match. After that breakup, the trio of Big Rick, uh, Killshot, and Willie Mack get their offense in, and they're just, they're just over, they're not just overpowering, they're also on the same page. And those, that, that's a deadly combination. Killshot hits a rolling cutter to Superfly, Mack hits a running brain buster to Superfly, Killshot finishes up with a double stomp on Superfly, Superfly is dead, Mack covers for the three at 10 minutes and 59 seconds. Woo! And we didn't even get to talk about Willie Mack doing that fucking uh, tope to the outside. Oh. Huge dude, super agile. Oh my gosh. But they, we'll see some more of them. We'll see more of them. I thought you were going to bring up how, you know, when people like run on the run towards the rope and use that as momentum to like go back when I think it was Pentagon Jr. was trying to do that to the Mac, but the Mac catches him perpendicular and just just like a football tackle into him. It was fucking great. The pounce, a TNA classic fucking. Yeah, the, the move is all is uh, Monty Brown sort of coined that back in early TNA. The pounce is awesome. It's always so cool to see a pounce and Penta almost go flying to the second row. Beautiful match. And one last note, mm-hmm. kill shot, how he moves and his demeanor. He doesn't talk, but it seems so much like a late 90s slasher and it's terrifying. I really enjoy it. Yeah. I also shout out. I think this was a striker call. Striker calls uh, kill shot. The way he moves into offense and defense, the way he swerves into those positions, which is a fun shout out because he has been using swerve at that time in the Indies. Like he's like a little shout out to the wrestler under the mask. Hell yeah. Which I love. Sometimes they're great. Post-match, Penta sneaks back into the ring to, and a reminder, Superfly is dead. They, They mutilated our boy. Penta sneaks into the ring, sees Superfly on the ground, blames him for the loss, and sets up the sacrifice arm breaker on his own partner before a sexy star running boots Penta to roll Superfly out of the ring and square up. I think that's going to be the next arc for this next 20 episodes or maybe 10 episodes. Sexy star might be taking down Pentagon. Someone has to. This We don't have health insurance. We're a wrestling company. <laughs> Someone must stop this man. Very uh, good but- episode. I'm excited to watch mm-hmm. more. Me too. I'm, oh, it's so good. 
I love this episode. And I'd say like, I always say one every week and it's usually a Johnny Mundo match, but God, if you can go out of your way and find that Mundo and Helico match, it's, it's so unique. If you have a friend who's really into like Kung Fu movies and never has checked out wrestling, I would throw him this match. It's so unique. It's so cool. Or someone who's a real poon hound. Have him check this out. Yeah. <laughs> you know someone who's really into breaking limbs on set and then having sex with his co-workers. Throw him this Johnny Mundo match. Yeah, yeah. Um, y'all, you know me. You can find me. I'm getting to my plugs before you even ask because I'm excited to talk about twitch.tv slash goose von Kaiser where I do my thing and I have a good time doing it. Hey guys, check out my other podcast to find information at mlmpod.com. Links in the description. Then listen to my music under Marsh, Land, Monster, New Dragon Boy Suede, produced by MLM song called Adwala, out this Friday, March 24th. It's a weird one, but catchy and nice and fun. And mm. head over to uh, patreon.com forward slash mlmpod, where for $5 a month you get exclusive content every single Friday. This month, we've done nothing but this existed discussing trauma movies this week i believe yes is the beware children at play episode and we added the fifth friday i forgot there were five fridays i was just gonna do a watch along but no 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 Lil Corey's coming on for a fifth this existed where we'll be discussing my two favorite trauma distributed shorts psycho kino and fist of jesus it's real fucking good guys so please check out patreon Patreon.com forward slash MLM pod. That's for $5 a month. You get all of this exclusive podcasting, but for $10 a month, you get monthly exclusive content on top of that weekly and shout outs on every single free feed podcast. So let's begin with those starting with Alex Z, the Waz. No time. You got it, baby. Okay, Steve F., Eric Berry of Ranger Command Power Hour, Jordan B., The Chaos Witch, my big old brother and common law, Joshua, Jake is Steve Barnes, a sweet child of time. Oh, yeah, check that out. My mother, who's currently in New Orleans, but my sister and I will show her and my brother that we can still have fun. We're going to the Wisconsin Dells, baby. Someday. Uh, <laughs> Lil Corey's BFF and roommate Shane, that fed, and twitch.tv forward slash core winning. It's core win. I've been James. I've been Sean. Bring to ferocity to this sacred ground. And this has been a sweaty time. Bye. Bye. Oh, yeah.